celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Okay, you're going to want to stick around for this one. I'm captivated already. I know John O'Hurley will be here. Of course, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld, and uh, as we all know, the first winner on Dancing with the Stars. Stars. But let's not forget the sexiest man of the year. For People Magazine, yes. Yes. And I think once you hold that title, like president, you always hold that title. Yeah, he'll always have that. I don't care who's this year's. It doesn't matter. Do you think he's sexy? I do. What about you, Dr. Debbie? There's something about him. Do you think he's sexy? I do. But yeah, I I used to watch a lot of Seinfeld, so I I loved his character. He was just really cool (laughs) in a kind of cold way. He was very quirky. If you're a regular listener, you know that this is his ninth year joining us, talking about the National Dog Show on Thanksgiving. So uh, that's just right around the corner. Also, this is the story that I'm going to stick around for. I just cannot believe this. <laughs> I guess it's a stunt that Discovery Networks is doing. Maybe Animal Planet. I don't know. One of their TV shows under Discovery Networks. They're going to have their host eaten by a anaconda. And oh, that's just bizarre. Apparently, no one's going to get hurt, and including the animal. And everyone's going to come out just fine, so to speak. And she's bringing a camera. I don't know if it's a GoPro, but he's bringing a camera with him. And I suspect... They have teeth? Huh? Teeth? Anacondas? They I think teeth? they do. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they do. They have fangs? I, all I can say is that I'd say kill the suit, get rid of the suit, and see if he comes out okay. <laughs> let's yeah. make it a fair I, I, I fight. Think, well, then where do you put the Red I, Bull logo? Yeah, let's make it a fair I fight. I don't know. I, I just think that it's just so unnecessary. I mean, we know anacondas eat big things. Why why torture this animal? Yeah, what are they trying to prove? Well, I think they're just trying to get radiance. Of course. Yeah, it's all it's all a big radiance stunt. And well, because we know we're all watches, because I know I'm, I'm against it, but um, I'm going to watch I'm it. Watch yeah. it anyway. It's like a car wreck. You drive by, you don't want to see it, but you got to look. Yeah. Okay. So more details on that. Uh, Tammy Trujillo will be reporting on that in just a couple of minutes. Joey Volani, what do you got? We're going to talk about um, how to get fleas off your kittens in a safe um, and humane manner. Judy just handed me this article from the paper. It's really cool. I wish, wish this was TV. I'll just hold up the picture again so you can see it. It's a picture of a, well, it's the newest tool for biologists. It's a baby penguin robotic spy. With a little remote control. It's a remote control penguin. It's a remote control cool. penguin. I want one. Well, they're actually using it for, for, for fun, research. For right? research. So convincing to penguins that it actually, well, they'll, the penguins will talk to it <laughs> as if it's a potential mate for their chicks. The reason they're using it is uh, emperor penguins are notoriously shy. And when researchers approach them, normally they back off or run away. Uh-huh. So they got this little remote control penguin. It's not the first one. They tried about five versions until they hit upon the right one. It's uh, covered in gray fur, uh, little black arms, and black and white painted face, and a black beak. And the penguins don't scamper away, and the scientists are able to stand about 600 feet away. And, of course, it has a little camera in it so they can... That is so cool. I, I still want one. Covert action. Yeah. What would you use it for? Just for just, around here? Just around here. You freak out the cats, sneak up on the dogs. Sure. Yeah, that, you know. That would be fun. That's kind of like a blow-up woman, ain't it? For penguins. It is, <laughs> in, 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 a, in a way. In a way. Oh, boy. Let's see. I'll file that way in the round file over there. Yeah. Studio's on fire. Where are we going? Going to the phones? Hey, Dora. How are you doing, yes. Dora? Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from San Luis Obispo right now. Oh, do you listen on KVEC? Yes, we do. Great station. Got to love it. So how can we help you? Well, um, I have a 10-year-old uh, miniature dachshund, and he has been developing moles. 
And I was just, you know, I've never really thought about worrying about it, but I just thought I'd call and ask as if, if it was anything I needed to worry about. Okay. Well, describe these to me. What do they look like? Um, just a little round, like a chocolate, <laughs> almost. Uh, okay. So um, these are raised from the skin surface? Yes, they are. Okay, so they kind of like a little, um, like a little button, um, or yes, more like actually, a pimple. It does look like a little, like those little candy candies we used to eat when we were kids. Okay, that's exactly they're what I was thinking. Size. Those can you pull off the paper? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, and they're about that size. Okay, and these are located where on the body? Are they in the haired areas? Or are they along the like the eyelids, the lips? Mostly, mostly in the hair. He's got okay. one on his on his face. He's got one on his hip. One on his, on one of the legs. Okay. And do they ever ooze? Last night, but I forgot. No. <laughs> and he doesn't have any problems with them. I just okay. didn't know. You know, I was thinking cancer, and it scared me. Yeah. Well, so. anytime I have lumps of, you know, more than one of that kind of description, anything that's pigmented in a skin tumor in dogs, it does really warrant that we do something to figure out um, what our concern should be. Um, the good thing is that many cases, in most cases, of these pigmented raised tumors that occur in the haired areas, in general, they tend to be benign, um, falling into the kind of what we'd call as a mole or a nevus. Um, or other types of tumors. Um, but it is important because there is the, the tumor called melanoma that is a pigmented Correct. form of skin cancer. My so, husband is a melanoma survivor, so that's why it scared me. Yeah, so what I would certainly suggest, and it's fairly easy to do, um, is especially if these are small, is to do a, a tumor removal on, on at least one of these. Get an idea. Have your veterinarian biopsy and remove that. It may mean a few little stitches, a little local anesthetic, and, and just get that peace of mind. My bet is it's going to be potentially um, a nevus, an epidermal nevus, um, or maybe a benign melanoma. But uh, we do need to find out about that, and that is definitely kind of arming yourself with information. Um, in doing that. And if that seems to be the case, then I would sit back and say, okay, not necessarily a big deal. But um, when we talk about pigmented tumors in dogs, ones that are located along the lips, the um, mucocutaneous junctions along the eyes, lips, but uh, along the toes or the feet um, or in the mouth, those tend to be more likely in the malignant category. So those I do not waste any time with. We move right away to biopsy on those. But in the haired areas... Yeah, so hopefully we're, we'll be in a good situation with your baby's um, case. And we do sometimes see this more in um, darkly uh, pigmented or dark-haired uh, dogs, so um, that wouldn't be unusual. Yeah, oh, red. Do the red doxy, okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I've but, had a lot of dogs, but I just have never had any kind of mold, so <laughs> Yeah, and when we say moles, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of people will think of what we call the sebaceous adenomas, or those are kind of like what we call a warty growth. We see those a lot in poodles, bichons, um, Malteses. They're kind of irregular, kind of pinkish, and kind of just a little nodular. Um, some people call those moles as well. It's a little different category, so I don't like to use that to describe those terms. So. Okay, well, I appreciate your advice. Okay, well, good luck, Dora. Thank you. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal 
Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. How much time a week do you spend watching TV? More than you probably should? What if you could cut back just a fraction of that time to do something that could change your life, like learn another language? If learning a language appeals to you, you're listening to this station at the perfect time because Rosetta Stone is celebrating its Language for Life event with a life-changing offer. We're offering every caller an absolutely free demo. Yes, a free demo. To try your free demo now, you must call 1-800-954-9627. With Rosetta Stone, nothing stands in your way to learning a new language. No books, rote memorization, or boring drills. Quite simply, it's the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language, guaranteed. There's never been a better time to get started. Participate in the Language for Life event with a free demo from Rosetta Stone. Call 1-800-954-9627. For your free demo, call 1-800-954-9627. 1-800-954-9627. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the traveling lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Hi, this is Joyce Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and meet your animals. Thank you. Animal Radio. The number's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download, thanks to those folks at Dr. Fosters and Smith. Uh, Download it now. Ask your questions from the app. Listen to the show whenever you want. It's a cool app to have. And we're going to go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Joey Volani, the dog father. How are you doing? What do you got coming up? You know, we're going to talk about um, kittens and um, what kind of flea products, if any, are safe um, to use on them. Because so you get a lot of you get a lot of cats, um, stray cats on the street, and people find the kittens and they're loaded with fleas. Sure, they're loaded with the fleas, but I guess mm-hmm. there's like a certain age before you can use any of the real powerful stuff. So we'll find out more with Joey Villani in just a couple of minutes. Tammy, what are you working on in the newsroom? I have got the story of this adorable little dachshund named Tinkerbell. And the fact that Tinkerbell is back with her family, well, it is absolutely nothing short of a miracle. Okay, I can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. That's on the way in just a couple of minutes. Also, your hero of the week, and uh, John O'Hurley, Jay Peterman from... Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. is how I remember him. Of course, he was the uh, first winner on Dancing with the Stars, the very first winner. But still, he'll always be remembered from Seinfeld. And he was, is, 
or was, I don't know if you retain that title like you do, President, <laughs> one of the sexiest people according to People Magazine. Well, he was the sexiest man of the year, so I don't know if that only lasts a year and the next year it's your Now, do out. you ladies think he's sexy? You know what? I, I'm not attracted to older men. I, I prefer younger guys, but he is one attractive older man. Oh, I have to say. I'd go out with him. I, yeah. yeah, he he mm-hmm. he could mm-hmm. he floats my boat. Yes. Well, how old is he? I don't think he's as old as I think I think the gray hair throws throws I think you off. So him. just makes him look older, but he's he's very like handsome. He's tall. I've seen him at the dog at that dog show. He's real uh-huh. tall. He's handsome, he's funny. Yeah, why wouldn't you go out with him? Well, if you're brand new to Animal Radio and you've missed him the last 9 years or 8 years, uh, he's a very funny guy, and he's next hour right here on Animal Radio, so you want to stick around for that. Let's go to your calls first. one 405 8405 How are you doing? Who's this? Hello. Hey, this is this Rainy Hoffman. Hey, Rainy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What's going on in your world? Well, I'm having problems with uh, two cats that, as they got older, they stopped uh, grooming their back ends, and they're getting mats. Hmm. Ooh, what, what, kind of, what kind of cats are they? Um, just domestic short hair, alley cats. Just so, so they're um, they're, they're short-haired cats, and they, they they shed like crazy, correct? And they're, and they're building up matting because the shedding isn't coming out. Yes. Okay. There's a, actually a couple of things that you could do. Number one, I'm, I'm sure that you that you don't want to bathe your cats in your house because sometimes that could be a, a project um, if you're trying to do it at home. So here's my recommendation. First thing I would do is I would go out to the local pet store and I would purchase um, some waterless um, shampoo that's um, that's good for cats. Most of them are, but I would still just check the label anyway because there are a couple out there that that may be a little bit harsh that um you want you wouldn't want to use on your cat. And there are some out there that are just made entirely for cats. The okay. next thing you're going to look for is you're going to look for a comb, and it's, it's a specific comb. It's called a greyhound comb. Now, okay. the reason why I say greyhound comb, there's a lot of combs on the market, but the way that this comb is particularly made and um, the coating on it, what happens when you get the cheaper combs, the um, coating starts to come off. So when you try to um, comb through the cat or the dog, um, it catches the hair, and it, it's, it's not very comfortable for them. So after a while, and especially with a cat, you want them to be as comfortable as possible so, you, they, so the skill saw doesn't turn on and turn around and get you. Okay, and that's the teeth and the claws that I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So what, what I would do is get the greyhound comb. Now, depending on how severe the matting is, okay, if it's very severe, what you're going to do is you're going to use just the corner of one tooth and you're going to work out that knot little by little okay and it'll come out pretty gently you don't want to go in there and rake it out and and, and rip it out um you want to just go in with the corner of the comb and 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 get it out little by little once you get the severe matting out then what i would do is i would take the waterless shampoo i would spray the pet towel dry her Okay, and then what you can do is take the um the the narrow end of the comb because it's going to have a wide um end and it's going to have a narrow end, and comb through the cat completely. And you're going to notice because the cat's a little bit damp as well, it's going to almost mimic what a cat would do with their tongue as far as cleaning, um, getting it wet and, and that loose hair coming out. It's going to kind of mimic that, and it's also going to clean the cat as well. So not only will the cat feel better, the cat will look better and smell better, but you're not going to have problems with the matting at all. Once you get it out, you don't have to do this more than 
once, twice a month, and it should be fine. You could do it more if you want. The more that you do it, the less hair that you'll have um, on your floors and your furniture. Um, but um, it depends on you know how often that the kitty lets you. If the kitty is a little bit feisty, you may need two people. You may need someone to um, you know scruff the cat, you know hold her by the back of the neck, not you know not real hard, but just enough where it's you're able to control the cat's head and um, you know control where she's trying to bite or claw at you. Okay. But the main thing is that waterless product. That waterless product in a comb is going to make such a difference, and it's going to make the cat feel a lot better, too, because older cats, when they get older and they get tired, you know what? It's not that they don't want to clean themselves and feel good. It's just that, you know, it gets it's, it's like everything else. It just gets a little bit overwhelming, and they'd rather just lay around and say, okay, this, this may, may, might not be as important as I think it is. Hey, hey, that's not just the cats. I do that, too. I'm just <laughs> going to. Yeah, me too. Good luck with that, Rainy. Thanks for your call today, toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. If it ever gets so bad that they're so mad at, do you ever recommend just, like, getting that lion cut and, and starting from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes we do worse than a lion cut. Sometimes it's a complete shave down where there's only head, the hair on the head and a little bit on the tail. Um, but usually on a short-haired cat, on a short-haired cat, it, it comes out. You just got to be patient with it. And, and to be very honest with you, I've heard a lot of people say that their cat loves to be clipped down, but... You know, honestly, I don't know man, how, truly how many cats would, would rather, would, I think most cats would rather have their coat, well, I shouldn't say coat because dogs have coat, would rather have their fur than um, not. Yeah. So on a short-haired cat, you can get it out. On a long-haired cat, um, you know what, sometimes you got to start over. And, and yeah. it's, it's more humane cutting it down and getting off. The only thing that a lot of people don't realize is the cat, and even with a dog, when they're naked, they're cold. they know something is wrong. They just don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden you have the family pointing and laughing. Oh. And they they actually build a complex where, where they'll hide for a couple of days. So we tell people, you know what, if you know that's going to be the situation, you got kids at home or you just got a shy cat, go out and get it, you know, a little T-shirt or something so they feel like that they're not naked. And that, that believe it or not, helps. <laughs> that's actually great advice there. I, I know. Clipping a cat, even for a professional groomer, is is not the safest thing in the world. They have very, very thin skin. And usually, until you have cut the skin, you don't realize it because it feels like you're going through a coat because you're really going in blind. I'll be honest with you. Don't let, don't let your cat get to that point. Um, yeah. Brushing a comb works wonders. You probably charge a lot more for cats than dogs, huh? They start at 90. Holy moly. Hazard pay, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Our hero, also around the corner, is brought to us by Zuterin. Thought maybe we'd take a little time to talk about what Zuterin is. You've heard about it. We get a lot of questions. What is this? And it is a surgical sterilization that is permanent and effective and is just being rolled out and introduced across the country. You said it was a surgical sterilization. No, I'm sorry. Did I say surgical? Yes, I, it's non-surgical. I meant non-surgical. Yes. It is a uh, injection. And in fact, we have Dr. Amber Valinsky on the phone with us. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? Doing fine. Thanks for letting me come. The reason I got you on the phone is because you've zootered over a thousand dogs there in South Texas. So you're using this new technology. By the way, you have what's called, you closed, I guess you closed your veterinary business down and, and uh, opened a mobile vet clinic? Yes, we are a mobile wellness clinic is how we um, advertise ourselves. And we go around to um, everywhere throughout South Texas, really. Uh, we do a lot of city clinics. We do a lot of clinics in places where there is virtually no veterinary care or none at all within a 60-mile range. 
and we offer um, everything wellness, all the vaccines, the heartworm testing, microchipping, flea and tick, and we also offer uh, the zootering, the non-surgical sterilization of the male dogs. And that product has been very, very helpful to us because uh, with zootering, you don't have to have a full surgical field. You can sterilize safely and effectively male dogs in a very quick and efficient manner. So you can do it, you know, at these mobile clinics where you're out in the middle of nowhere in parking lots and, you know, fields and, you know, wherever you end up. It's been very instrumental in what we're trying to do down here, which is to um, help our extremely large overpopulation problem and help the animals um, and the owners to be educated and to keep their animals healthy, you know, even in environments where either veterinary care is, you know, non-existent or, you know, maybe the money's not there or whatever. Well, speaking of the money, is it a cheaper operation or cheaper procedure, should I say, than uh, neutering, of course? I would assume so. It, um, it doesn't take much of the doctor's time. Okay. So the actual time from the time an animal walks up to um, our stage to get sterilized to when they leave is about 20 minutes. And most of that time is waiting for the sedation for the animal to get nice and tired so we can flip them onto their back and then for them to wake back up after the sedation. All animals walk out of our clinic within 20 minutes after the procedure is over. Doctor time is very, very low with this. Um, anesthesia cost is very low. You don't have to have the surgical equipment, etc. So in, in my practice, I see uh, I have a lot of um, performance dogs and uh, friends in agility, and they're actually inquiring on as to you know if they can still retain a little bit of that testosterone with this technique, um, you know, ra- rather than neuter their dogs um, and still uh, you know have that uh, physique for um, performance sports. Oh yeah, I've been doing this now for close to three years, anecdotally I can tell you that the dogs do seem to be coming back um, of a healthier weight as opposed to when you sterilize um, surgically an adult male dog that's over a certain age, they tend to you know, gain a lot of weight. Safe, permanent, and effective. It is Zuterin. You can learn more at the website, which is Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Zuterin.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. When you travel to New York, L.A., Chicago, and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels, where pets of any size are always free. Until then, enter your pet in Kimpton's fourth annual pet photo contest by November 30th to win fantastic prizes like a three-night getaway to any Kimpton hotel, plus airfare for two on JetBlue. Enter at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag Kimpton Pet Contest 2014. Sit, stay, and play at Kimpton Hotels. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800 392 Right now, you're thinking about the car in front of you that left its blinker on. Blink, 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 blink for the last five miles. Well, snap out of it, because what you should be thinking about is switching to GEICO and saving hundreds of dollars on car insurance. You can access GEICO online, over the phone, or even on the mobile app, and it's so easy you can do it in the blink of an eye. See what I did there? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com today. 
Now is the time to get down to your local Kubota dealer for a great deal on a new Z700 zero-turn mower during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. Need maximum productivity? Want outstanding terrain performance? How about an ergonomic design for optimum control? The Z700 is the new standard for turf care professionals. And right now, you can get great financing, a great price, and great terms. See your local Kubota dealer now. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. The Movie Man six-second review starts now. A killer thriller about the news and its thirst for blood. It's Nightcrawler's Jake Gyllenhaal that'll have you hooked. The man. The wait is over. Frank and Lloyd are back and dumber than ever. Dumb and Dumber 2 now playing. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Cancer is now one of the most common causes of chronic disease and deaths in middle-aged dogs and cats. New studies show an estimated 33% of cats and 50% of dogs over the age of 10 may die from cancer. Some of the most common pet cancers are feline leukemia, various types of skin cancers, and the most common in dogs is lymphoma. One expert says that pets get cancer as often now as people do, especially now that animals are living longer lives. And the treatments for pets are now mirroring those for people with cancer, including removing tumors, radiation or chemotherapy, and rehabilitation to help pets post-surgery. Now, you might have heard about this, and hang on because it is a little bit gross, okay? Discovery Channel is planning to air a show called Eaten Alive next month. And there's a promo out for the show that says naturalist and filmmaker Paul Rizzoli, wearing a special protective suit covered in pig's blood, will be swallowed whole by a giant anaconda. Uh, now, it's... Yeah, you, you, you heard me. <laughs> oh, ratings must be pretty low over there, huh? Uh, don't, don't go nowhere, because I, I, I can't just, just sit back and listen to this news story and not comment. This anaconda, okay. Yes. What yes. are they... I mean, what are they trying to get out of this? I mean, just just a stunt? This guy's going to be eaten alive by an anaconda. He's going to actually... Yes. Okay, wow. Wearing some now, he's wearing suit. A, a special suit, and just to make it more attractive to the snake, so the snake goes along with this, supposedly, it's covered in pig's blood. Huh. And the idea is, if you've ever wondered, and I guess some people have, I personally have not, wondered what it would be like to be swallowed by a giant snake... I, I guess he plans to be filming it all the way down or something GoPro. because he'll have the story to tell. Yes. You know what? If I was GoPro, I would call yep. him up right now and I would oh, no get, kidding, see right? how you can, you, you need to get a hold of him make some extra, make some side There's cash a, here. I think his uh, his uniform will have Red Bull on the side of it, I'm uh. thinking, and GoPro. But you know, everybody's talking about the poor snake. What about the poor pig that the, the, sacrificed the blood? The blood. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? yeah. That was my thought. Hey, I Where can did hear, that come from? Yeah. I can hear it if it goes bad. Add the stagehands. Okay, it's a wrap. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't well, we'll work. See, this online petition is getting a lot of traction, so it may not happen. But right now, it is scheduled to air on December seventh. Put that on my calendar, okay, will you? I'll mark it. Oh, yeah, you know what? I mean, we're all going to watch. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I have a feeling the petition probably won't get the traction that it needs. But if if you want to go sign the petition, or you don't believe this is something that uh, should be happening, and I can understand that. I even have that sort of feeling in the background. Mm-hmm. I know it's wrong. 
wrong, but it's it's like a car accident. You want to watch. You want to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I promise an update. I okay. promise. Okay. I want to oh, know what Andy comes out. They're not saying how they're going to get him out, but they do say they will get him out safely. Uh. I, this is unbelievable. Now, it's really not clear how big the snake is, but green anacondas can grow to be about 29 feet long at about 12 inches in diameter. That's when they're empty. Um, now, Rizzoli says he would never hurt a living thing, and he does say he can be safely removed when the experiment, as they're calling it, is done. And there's already an online petition calling for stunt animal abuse to be taken off the air. They're blasting this for reinforcing the negative stereotype of snakes. And snake expert Frank Intiviglio says the whole thing. He says it's not even possible. Huh. All right. Well, and if that if that wasn't an amazing story, here's one for you. A few weeks ago, and this is a good one, a few weeks ago in the city of Camarillo, California, there was a lot of rain up there, caused a huge mudslide to crash down on an entire neighborhood. Now, one home pretty much was wiped out. The owner actually had to be rescued from mud that was waist high. Well, the family's five-year-old dachshund, Tinkerbell, couldn't be found, and you know they thought for sure she was gone. Well, two days later... The man's son-in-law was over at what was left of the house, and he heard some barking, and guess what? Out came running a very, very muddy but otherwise okay Tinkerbell. The house is filled with three feet of mud, so the fact that she survived, that is pretty much a miracle. I love it. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. There is a movement, a movement to simplify, a movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch Kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 to speak to Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. 
Tammy Trujillo, Judy, we're all here for you. That's how we roll. And uh, if you don't want to call in, you can also use the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download, and you can ask your questions directly from the app, as well as listen to uh, past shows and present shows. It's a fun app. It's free, and it's brought to you by Dr. Foster's and Smith. It is time for our Hero of the Week, my favorite segment, because it is increasingly hard to find people that are doing just great things for animals. Maybe we're just searching in the wrong circles. But when we do, we get so excited. We don't care if they're a big company doing something for a lot of animals, one person doing something for a lot of animals, one person doing something for one animal. And it doesn't even have to be a domesticated animal. It could be a wild animal. If they're going above and beyond the call of duty for the animals, we want to hear about them. And you can send your nominations to Judy at... uh, What's your email? Oh, your voice at animalradio.com. And that's how I got this one. This next hero was actually nominated. Oh, great. And this one, and we welcome to the airwaves, Laura Leland. She lives in Chino Hills, California. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Hi, I'm Laura Leland Montague. My husband would kill me if I only went by my maiden name. <laughs> well, he's a very lucky guy because he has a very compassionate wife, from what uh, I that's hear. Debatable. That's debatable at times, I think, for him. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, uh-huh. sometimes I bet you have to put the animals ahead of him. A lot of times, yeah. We, we, he feels like he lives in a zoo half the time, so, but it's all good. I don't know where to start here. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell folks that you have purchased your own scanner to scan microchips, which probably means you're running into a lot of lost animals. What do you do exactly? Can you give listeners kind of an idea what you're doing for the animals? Well, I have to give credit for the scanner. Uh, a gal on one of our local Facebook pages, Chino Hills Connections, uh, started a GoFundMe because people were always coming to me to help them with their lost and found animals. And we raised enough money within our community. Jody Crutchfield raised enough money. And what happens is when someone finds a dog, the first thing we pray for is that that dog has a microchip. So I'm now the official microchip scanner for the city of Chino Hills around the clock. So it doesn't matter what time it is. If somebody finds a dog and needs that dog scanned and can't take it to the vet or our local PetSmart or Humane Society, Ormond Valley Humane Society, I'll go scan the dog. They don't even have to come to my home. And we make it... We make it as easy as possible to try and get that dog back to its owner. How much did that cost, that scanner? Uh, That one was a little over $450. Okay. So I understand that you'll uh, find these animals, you'll find lost animals, and you'll actually go to uh, local sites like nextdoor.com or Craigslist or newspapers uh, or just randomly knocking on 30 or 40 houses just to to find an owner for an animal, right? We do. I do. Um, I spend a lot of time trying to locate them. There's probably 15 Facebook pages, newspaper ads that most people don't even know that most local newspapers will run an ad if you find a dog. It's free. And I'll run ads, Craigslist, and when all those efforts are exhausted, I'll start knocking on doors, hanging flyers. Um, I hang a lot of flyers around our city, which is a no-no with our code enforcement, but the city of Chino Hills kind of turns a uh, blind <laughs> eye and allows me to do that. I make posters, and we put them in the areas that the dog was lost or found, and I have a pretty good success rate. Our community is very active, and they deserve as much credit as I do because we do get these animals back to their owners. Since you've been doing it for years, um, how many animals, what type of animals have you found and reunited? Of course, dogs are the most obvious. Um, Dogs without tags and collars, which are, I'm a big advocate of a collar and a tag and then a microchip, but I've 
had domestic rabbits that people think when they're done with them after Easter, it's okay to dump them up near the Chino Hill State Park. So I've probably trapped eight or ten domestic rabbits. Um, one time when I thought my husband was going to call a divorce attorney, I brought two chickens <laughs> home that somebody dumped up at the state park. Cats, not so much. Uh, we have a coyote problem, so we don't have a lot of people that let their cats out. But pigeons, I caught a pigeon in an Albertsons and got that back to its owner. It was a, <laughs> a homing pigeon, so he made its way back home. But <laughs> Well, why is this so important to you? How did you get started with this? And most importantly, I wish I could do this all day, but I got a job. What, well, luckily, what? when my husband retired, I retired along with him. Good. So I actually grew up on a farm, and thank goodness I never was told no, I couldn't take any animal home. So that, I think it was from a young age, but it it's just such a big problem that we have going on, you know, homeless animals, lost and, you know, lost animals that need to get back. And it's just, if I have the time, I will definitely do it. We, there has been more than one occasion when my husband and I have been going somewhere. We went once to a black tie affair and there was a stray dog and he was in his tux and I was in an evening gown and that took a priority and we stopped and caught the dog and took it back home and carried on with the rest of our evening. It's just, it's a passion. They don't have anybody to help them other than the humans, and so I try and be that person for those animals. How many animals do you have at home? Oh, just <laughs> four right now. Just four. Just four. Just, you know, it's the city. It says you can only have four, so right. she just has four. It's awesome work you're doing. Yes, it, it certainly is, because it means that these animals that you reunite with their owners, they don't end up in shelters. They don't end up being euthanized because they're homeless. And uh, you really nip it in the bud down there. The only better thing that you could do anybody could do is spay and neuter their animals every neighborhood needs someone like you yes they do thank you so much thank we, you we need to clone you laura leland is it montague montague you are awesome our hero of the week thanks for joining us i appreciate the nomination and thank you for your time one 405 that's another way you can get in touch with judy and just say hey you know there's somebody down the street that's doing a lot of great work and we'd On like to own. recognize yeah. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. Oh yeah, Exile. A one-hit wonder. Or they had two hits, I think. Did they? Yeah, there were a couple, I think. There was uh, this and then uh, Dreamweaver. Or was that somebody else? Wow. They, I, I do know that they, was somebody else. Yeah, I think it was somebody else. They did have a lot of snakes. Not a lot of people know oh, this. They, did, they, did they? they had snakes. snakes. Lots of snakes. They would play and they were inspiration for a lot of their music and you kind of have to listen to the music closely. Oh, or it all makes snakes. sense now, yes. Yeah. Anacondas, I believe. Oh, Can't okay. wait to listen. you got snakes on the brain today. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. What do you got coming up? You know, we're getting ready to fly around for the holidays, go to family and friends and all oh, that yeah. good stuff, and you want to take your animal. 
Right? I mean, they right. should, I've got some kind of scary statistics from the Department of Transportation about flying with your animals, but also some tips to make sure that if you do, that everybody gets there safely and gets home safely as well. Yeah, you know what? If you do fly with your animal, make sure it goes with you. Don't, oh, absolutely. It doesn't go down in, in cargo, cargo or anything. Oh, never, there was another never. S- story recently of another dog that mm-hmm. got out and was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just terrifying. Do you know that there are statistics that when it goes, when it comes to pets dying, in um, organizations, whether it be airlines, whether it be um, some of the superstores, that there is a percentage of deaths that are acceptable before mm. it actually has to yep. be investigated. So mm-hmm. could, that could be thousands. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. the first of the year, they're actually going to change the way that the Department of Transportation keeps track of animal deaths and injuries during flights or on the ground in planes. You know what I always wondered? What happens when, because, I mean, I fly a lot, and um, I, they, I lose my luggage. Probably every fifth flight, um, <laughs> they, lose, nice. they lose my luggage because of a delay. What happens when, when, when your pet is loaded on a plane? Um, oh all of a sudden, that plane does not take off. You have to catch the right. next flight, and um, they say everything's in order, because they always tell you it's in order, and then your pet isn't there. I mean, that, I always always wondered about that. And you have a pet that, you know, needs to be watered, needs food, needs mm-hmm. to be walked, and you know, it could be twenty four, forty eight hours. You know, in the, in that crate. Ah, uh, it's a horror. So That's why you should it. never do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, right. Wasn't there that story last year where um, some animal I actually made it out alive after heat stroke or something, and the airline settled with the person, but they said that they couldn't speak about it in public. The, yeah, the airlines are trying was, to hush people up. It was part of the settlement is one. that they keep quiet. And then she lost the yeah. settlement because she spoke up. Yes. We don't really know how many actually mm-hmm. happened. There's not a real mm-hmm. good accounting of that so keep them keep with them you right yep. with you yep. absolutely that's why you need a little dog great carriers and all yep. mm-hmm. well a lot of people don't travel now because their furry children keep them at home <laughs> i know that's mm-hmm. the way it was for me for a long time yes do you want to hear something funny i have a bird sure. that gets car sick really <laughs> what is he gurney, gurney gurney will vomit seeds and fruit on you in the car uh, yes it's, it's, and it's you, you don't even get down the block and she's already um you know regurgitating so uh, i've never heard of a bird getting car sick you know what? She doesn't fly that much either. She runs around. Maybe, you know, maybe that's why she don't fly. She might, maybe she gets some, um, well, you know, flight sick. If she's regurgitating, on. maybe she's just providing snacks for the trip. Oh boy. Um, yeah, that's possible. That's possible. You know, like, um, fr- like, like fruit bars. You know, yeah, you know, delightful. We're uh, clearly out of control. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kipton Hotels. You know your pet is so cute, so why not enter them in Kipton Hotels' fourth annual pet photo contest to win the ultimate hospitality getaway. Three nights at any Kipton Hotel plus airfare for two, plus your little pooch or kitty or whatever on your lap on JetBlue. you got to enter before November 30th at KiptonHotels.com slash pet contest. So if I entered under an alias and I got caught, what would happen to me? This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kipton Hotels. You know your pet's cute. We all say we have the cutest pet, right? So why not enter them in Kimpton Hotel's fourth annual pet photo contest to win the ultimate hospitality getaway. That's what it says here, hospitality. Three nights at any Kimpton Hotel plus airfare for two on JetBlue. Enter before November 30th at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest. Well, shouldn't it be for three? For three, it should be. Yeah. The you pet. Would, yeah. 
Well, I think you, I think you can take the pet with you. Uh, we head to the phone. We have Barry on the phone. Hey, Barry, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. How can we help you? Well, hey, I, I, I've got a six-month-old kitten, and uh, we, we got some potty problems. Uh, she she does go in the box, but she has intermittent issues where she goes out of the box, and it can go for like a week at a time with no problems. It can go a day at a time with no problems. And uh, we we changed the litter, you know, from clumping to non-clumping, and we recently had her spayed, and we even had like the newspaper litter that she was using, but... Um, she um, she has a favorite spot in the living room, dining room, second floor. We've got litter box on the first floor, second floor, but uh, we we just can't figure out what to do. Okay, and well, is she peeing out of the box or pooping out of the box or both? She's doing both. Okay, you know, she, so she's she, great in every other aspect. <laughs> <laughs> and is she an inside kitty or does she go outside? No, she's an indoor kitten. Okay, and you said no other cats right now, but you have had cats in the same home before. Yeah, yeah, we did. We went, yeah, we had two cats before, and then we went for a year without them. Then we, we had gotten two cats. We had another one, but this one, and the other one passed away, had a, a heart problem. And But uh, she had the problem even with the first one that was with this one. And as far as, you've got various sites of the litter boxes, um, and you said you've experimented with different types of litter. Um, yeah. Have you found that there was a preference, something that she used a little bit more consistently? No, we we haven't figured out anything with the litter. Um, not nothing seemed to be a, a real matter uh, about uh, which one was favored or not, except her spot for going outside of the box. Okay, and when she goes outside of the box, does she ever go like right outside of the box, like just a few inches away, or is it always in these other locations? It's always in the other location. Her favorite spot is right in the living room in front of us. Oh, okay. So, and so you have witnessed her doing this. When she does this, does she try to cover it up afterwards, or does she just kind of do it and go away? She just does it and goes away. Sometimes she'll do it and look at us, and then sometimes she'll just do it and walk away. All right. So you, it sounds like you do have a challenge on your hands, because a lot of times when we talk about cats not using the litter box, we look at things socially in the home if there's multiple pets. Um, we'll look at the litter box environment. So cats will be, have an aversion to the actual litter box site or even to the different substrates that we can use in there. So what I like to do, and this this is a very involved problem because you sound like you have a lot of different areas in the home that are going on. Um, I always like to look at what the cat is actively using, what their preference is. If it is a preferred site or preferred surface, we work with that first. Um, and, you know, so if it's mostly on carpeted areas um, or bedding, things like that, then that's what we're going to pick as the preferred litter source for right now. So if it's carpet, she seems to be hitting, okay, let's let's work with that, and we're going to take a little carpet swatches, and that's going to be what we put in that litter pan. Um, and then if there's a preferred spot in the center of your living room, it sounds horrible, but it can be a family decision if we're going to try to get a handle on this. We're going to let her pick that site and put a brand new litter box with that carpet in that exact spot. And we're going to leave it there and have that be her, one of her sites and see if she likes it, if she uses it. If so, then we can build upon things. But it is a little bit of a kitty smorgasbord almost that we have to do to figure out some of the different preferences. And, and I know we've talked before on the show that most cats tend to prefer the clumping litter that has kind of that sand texture, um, that they tend tend to like that feeling of kind of digging and burying things. Not every well, cat, I, though. 
what, what I was going to say, the reason we, we had clumping litter first, but she started eating that. And so that's why we changed it, uh, because we didn't want it to start clumping in her insides. Yeah, and that's very strange for a cat to do that. So yeah, um, no, and if and that's a hard thing because if she preferred the texture but was eating it, that we cannot have because that would definitely be you know a concern for a foreign body. And that was the first time we ever had a cat eat the clumping litter. Yeah, yeah, and then in some of that, as far as um, with the litter environment, um, there's so much I could, gosh, so much I could talk about with this. Um, you know, as far as litter box um, orientation, so we always want the litter box about a, one and a half times this, the length of the kitty. So you got a young cat, so just making sure if anything, air on the side of super large um, to give her ample room to get in and out. And most cats do tend to prefer no lid on, so we like to take the lids off at all possible and then just keeping in mind um, other cats outdoor cats so even if you don't allow her outside if you have neighborhood cats that kind of come around and they're either by the porch by the doors that can cause a social stress even if the cats aren't in her immediate environment so we want to block off barriers um, to those open windows doors things like that where that can cause some stress um, mm-hmm. Things like cat pheromones can be helpful for urine-related issues, but really I don't find that they help much when we're dealing with stool issues. But for me, I think we really, having both urine and feces out of the box, we really have to look at the litter box environment and find what's going to be potentially the best thing for, for her. Sometimes I will actually have people take boxes, line them up side by side with different types of litter. You know, we can put some of the corn cob litter in one type, um, the scoopable, the clay litters, the crystal litters, and really seeing if we get a difference in um, use in frequency. And that's one way um, to work on things. The other is just recognizing sometimes something bad can happen in the litter box. And bad for a cat can mean something falling off a shelf, a noisy piece of appliances going off, or a lot of foot traffic, things like that. So keeping that in mind that some cats like quiet and solitude when they're in the pot. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then, you know, as far as she is young, so we don't often tend to think about medical problems as readily, but there are some animals, definitely it's, it's well worth doing a little bit more scratching below, below the surface, if you will, beyond just a physical exam. So collecting a urine sample, peeing and pooping is communicating in cat world. They do not do this because they're mad at us. They do not do it to try to punish us. It's a way that they talk to other animals. So um, there's something she's saying in her environment she's not satisfied with. Thanks for your call, Barry. This portion of Animal Radio underwritten by Stella and Chewies with their, I'm not going to say new size because it's not new anymore. I've been reading this for, what, the last six months? They have the the raw frozen treats in these little treat packs. They're uh, eight and a half ounces. You can get the Stella Super Beef, the Chewies Chicken, the Duck Duck Goose, the Simply Venison, uh, the Phenomenal Pheasant, wherever Stella and Chewies is sold. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. If you're just tuning in, missed last hour, let me tell you some breaking news for us, at least. It's an interesting news story, and Tammy's intrigued that I'm so intrigued by it. But you reported last hour that the Discovery Networks mm-hmm. are going to be doing a stunt, uh, I believe, what, December's, when, December 12th? It airs December 7th. December 7th, okay. Mm-hmm. That is, isn't that, a, isn't that like D-Day or something? 
Pearl Harbor. It, it is oh, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, the uh, the host is going to get swallowed by an anaconda on purpose. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's called Eaten Alive, and he is going to supposedly be swallowed by an anaconda so we can all find out exactly what it's like to be eaten by a giant snake. Wow. I don't need to know. There are some things I, I just don't need to know. I am so much with you, Judy. I don't, I've you never know, wondered, in fact. No, me neither. Uh-uh. I wonder how big this guy is. I wonder if it's like a my size type of guy or a how size size type of guy, just shorter than how. <laughs> I'm not sure, but the snake could be. We don't know how long the snake is either, but they can get as long as 29 feet long and 12 inches in diameter, and that's when they're not full of people or other things yeah and there's uh what there's a petition online to make this mm-hmm. stunt not happen is that correct yeah they call it the ultimate animal abuse is what the people behind this petition say well it depends what he tastes like i guess yeah how can they get him out once he's been if this happens if he's swallowed without harming the snake well they know they're swearing up and down that this snake will not be harmed but i i i don't know how it can't be i i know well, that's I know. that was my first thought too judy hey. my god the poor snake not worried about He's that guy. office guy. He's that office guy that they, they're they all saying, you know what, how are we going to get rid of this guy? He has, he has seniority here. He has a contract. Hey, you know, hey, I got an idea. We'll, we'll, have, him, we'll have a snake swallow him. Well, you'll keep us up to date on that, I am sure. Now, Absolutely. This hour on Animal Radio, John O'Hurley joins us for his ninth year in a row. Actually, I think he missed last year, but he's been uh, nine years ago. He started as a regular tradition coming on, telling us about what's going on at the National Dog Show. Now, of course, you remember him as uh, Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. Loved him, mm-hmm. that character. He, he was also the first winner of Dancing with the Stars. Not a lot of people remember that. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, See, and I remember he was he was voted one of the sexiest, sexiest men alive. alive. Yeah, yeah, by People Magazine. And, of course, he hosts the show along with David Fry, who we had on last week, and has uh, does that in front of an audience of 20 million people. And, uh, Man, be- I want that job. If he ever wants to give that up, can I get in line? <laughs> I <laughs> That'd think be so sh- much fun. You should ask him that, definitely. Well, he'll be joining us it's in just mine. a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Now, we want your calls. If you've got questions about your dog, your cat, your iguana, your flamingo, whatever, uh, Dr. Debbie's here to answer your vet medical questions and dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Uh, this uh, new story comes out of L.A. This is kind of cool in a weird kind of happy accident way. Uh, the L.A. Zoo is welcomed a surprise addition to its hippo habitat this last Friday. It's a newborn mm-hmm. hippo, first hippopotamus calf in the zoo for 26 years. And it was a happy surprise wow. because the 10-year-old mother was on birth control. What? So, yeah. Well, you know, there's... Oh, wow. It's not always effective. What if you miss a day? Maybe she forgot to take it a day. <laughs> you that know? probably was it. That, that happens. Yeah. Zoo visitors who happened to buy the exhibit were actually able to witness her birth. Wow, that is wow. special. So, yeah. Remember to take your pill. See what happens if you miss a day? You get a hippo. <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Everpup. It's a supplement made with all human ingredients that you sprinkle on your dog's food. It's made in the U.S. Dogs love the taste, and vets love what's in it. Get your first jar free. Yeah. Go to everpup.com slash radio or call 844-EVERPUP. That's E-V-E-R-P-U-P. Good stuff. And we go to Doris. Hi, Doris. How are you? Hi. Okay. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania. Lots uh-huh. of people. Awesome. You got a lot of animal lovers out there, don't you? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, what's going on? How can we help you? Oh, my cat. She's three years old. Her name is Oreo. And she's not going to the bathroom. Not peeing or not pooping? Pooping. 
Okay. And she threw up twice. Once it was only a little bit. The next time it was a little bit more. And she's eating, but she's not eating a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And she drinks, drinks, but not a whole lot either. And what has her stool been looking prior to this? What, did, what was it looking like? Uh, before all this, uh, it was fine. Okay. And how long has it been since she's not been pooping? Oh, I guess it's about about three weeks. Holy crap. <laughs> Sorry, but that is not normal. <laughs> no, no. And three weeks without pooping? Have, yeah. People have said okay. to me, give her give her mineral oil, give her cod liver oil, give her this, give her that. And okay. she's been going in the litter box to try and go, but she just it, she just can't go. Okay, Doris, there are few times on Animal Radio that I can sit here and say something, but you need to see a veterinarian with your cat, and you need to see him now. Uh The reason is that it is absolutely not normal at all for a cat to not poop for three weeks. Uh Anything really beyond three to four days with no bowel bowel movement is abnormal. And the problem becomes that when a dog or a cat doesn't poop for the longer periods of time, the, the colon is a very effective organ, mm-hmm. and part of its yeah. job is to eliminate waste, but it's also uh-huh. to resorb fluid. Yeah. So the longer we don't poop, the drier the stools get. Mm-hmm. And this will be compounded if a pet is not doing well systemically and they're not drinking much. They become more dehydrated. So you yeah. get a horrible, horrible scenario where we are dehydrated internally as well as in the colon. And mm-hmm. it's like having rocks in your colon. Yeah. So, um, and there is a, a specific syndrome in cats called megacolon. Mm-hmm. And it happens in which basically the colon just gets overly filled with stool, it's really dried out. Things don't move through, and they can suffer a bowel rupture um, from that. Um, not to mention, the longer that goes on, the harder it is to correct and to ensure that we don't have relapses down the road. So yeah. that's why I can say you need to get that kitty to a vet. There's nothing I am going to recommend that you're going to be able to do to help your cat at this point. It's too uh-huh. far gone now. But when we do have cats that are mildly constipated, there are some things um, such as Miralax over the counter I will recommend. Uh-huh. But yeah. if, if your cat's already three weeks, that is, it's going to be wasting time and risking her life if we try something like that. And you did yeah. mention one thing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned mineral oil, which if I can encourage our listeners to not administer mineral oil as a constipation remedy. The reason is, is because it's a liquid and they can, dogs and cats, can aspirate that and get that in their lungs and it can cause a fatal pneumonitis. So an inflammation in the lungs and potentially infection in the lungs. So there are other forms and other types of uh, stool softeners that we can use far more safely than mineral oil. Mineral oil is just cheap and available. That's why I think a lot of people turn to it. But uh-huh. please don't use that. And, uh, yes, we, we need to get your kitty to the vet, get an x-ray, and then probably get her on some fluids and see if we can help to uh, eliminate the stool in the, in the buildup in the colon. Mm-hmm. I will call, and I will get her there. Okay, please do. And then yes. let us know how things turn out. Um, I'm wishing you kit. Kitty, all the best here. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your call. Can we get the uh, jingle singers in here? Thank you. Go to your vet. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Oh, how old's your dog? She's six. She's
She looks so young. She takes Everpup. What's Everpup? Everpup is a supplement made with all human ingredients that you put on their food. Such as? Probiotics, glucosamine, omega-3s. Wow. Yeah, it's for dogs of all ages and made in the U.S. My dog loves the taste. My vet loves what's in it. Can I try some? Yeah, you can even get the first jar free. Just go to everpup.com slash radio or call 844-E-V-E-R-P-U-P. Everpup. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, I really enjoy your commercials about Geico's app. I watch them over and over and over. They make me both laugh and very hungry. Weird. Anyway, I just want to let you know how Geico's new claim status updates on the app really blow me away. Getting those updates makes me think of you. I'd like to thank you in person. Just send me your address. All the best. Big Bad W. Sure thing, Big Bad W. I got a pen. It's 802 Not Gonna Happen Lane. Claim status updates just to tap away on the Geico app. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. I'd say 10, 4, 5, 12. How many different beers do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? I think Sam Adams is about 10 different beers. I can think of the Boston Lager. Summer Ale? Summer Cherry Wheat. Ooh, Cherry Wheat. Rebel IPA. Sam Adams brews over 60 different styles of beer a year. I'm shocked. This is crazy. So obviously we were wrong. I had no idea Sam Adams made this many. These, these go up against some of the best beers across the world. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> this definitely changes my perspective on Sam Adams. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. All of Pink Floyd, Lizard Lovers. You learned that here, right here on Animal Radio. Oh, you mean they didn't have pink dolphins? Did you know about that? I thought that was sort of like underground stuff. No, no. no. I'm What's no. that? Yeah. Pink Floyd, the entire band, uh, of course, into dolphins. Pink dolphins and mm-hmm. lizards. And, uh, really? Yeah. Yep. See, the things you learn here are just uh, phenomenal, amazing. And highly useful in everyday life. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> you, too, could be a hit at the next party. We, yes, uh, I was just thinking that. You know, that'll come up somewhere where, where there'll be some importance. Yeah. We learned uh, last hour about an anaconda that's going to be dining on a uh, television host for Discovery Channel in a stunt that's happening December 16th. And oh, the boy. Phones have been ringing off the hook toll-free. That's at one, ridiculous. I, I know. Isn't that some crazy stuff? One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Love to hear what you think about that, because there's so many things now. Joey, you were saying that well, for you, it would have to be a whale would have to eat you, is what you were saying. Earlier. Yes, a whale would have to would have to eat me. Even though you know I'm down in weight since I first joined the show, you'd still need a you know a, a blue whale to swallow me. Yep. And then you know I'll 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 um you know check out the whole digestive track everything. I'll even go out the other side if you want. You know, there, that's care. a great uh, stunt for animal give me, radio. Give me the GoPro, and you know what? Give you know give me give me some stock in it, and then um you know hey in one end out the other. The super, stock on all super secret hidden microphone. We should. 
put that on him and send him on through. I'm telling you, the ratings will go through the roof. Uh, John O'Hurley, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld, also the uh, first winner of Dancing with the Stars and People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, will be with us once again for the ninth year in a row in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Which one? Line two. two. We have Randy. Hey, Randy. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing good. Where are you good. calling from? Well, I am uh, going eastbound on Interstate 80 through Nebraska. Wow. OTR? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Please don't call me sir. That's my dad. <laughs> I have I have Dr. Debbie right here. She can help you. What's going on with your animal? What you got going on there? Well, I was just wondering, you know, uh, I have a little corgi, a, a cardigan corgi, and uh, we go to some pretty strange areas. Uh, we go off out in the boonies all the time, and I'm constantly worried about, you know, scorpions and snakes and stuff like that. What kind of first aid should I have going? What kind of a, you know, if she was to get hit by a, a snake, mm-hmm. what should I do? Good question. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think every pet owner, especially if you travel, should have some form of a basic um, first aid kit. And that is going to be mimicking very much what you would have in your human first aid kit, but with some additions. And, and the things that I want to always make sure in a pet first aid kit we have um, are... Um, not just things like nail trimmers, but also the styptic solution because broken toenails come up all the time. Uh, I see it at animal events that I go to attend. Um, tweezers to pull things out. When we're talking about things like rattlesnakes, the, the, truly the best thing, the best first aid tip with a rattlesnake bite is your car keys. That is the best thing that you can provide for your pet is to get them in the vehicle and get them to a veterinarian right away. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that you can do in the field that's going to increase their survival better than seeing a veterinarian as fast as you can. That being said, all those kind of things out there that people tell you to do for rattlesnake bites, you know, we don't want to do most of those things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all those things that you hear about cutting it, sucking the venom out, um, you know, putting a tourniquet on it, putting ice on it, all of those are completely wrong. Um, they will actually increase the rate of the venom um, affecting the animal. Ooh. So what you want to do is keep the pet calm. You want to keep the bite area, whatever part of the body has been bitten, keep it below the heart level. That slows the rate that the venom reaches uh, the rest of the pet. Um, and maybe within that first aid kit, you can have some Benadryl. It, it won't hurt in the event of a, a snake bite, but it's certainly not going to be the cure-all that's going to really save them. Uh, prompt veterinary attention is really the best thing for any of these snake bites, and which can be trouble. You know, if you're traveling, I don't know if you're out in some of these remote areas, um, but but uh, that's unfortunately is a, maybe a good directory to veterinarians in the areas that you are traveling through for emergency centers would also be a good thing to have some points along the road that you know you can contact day or night um, a veterinary service. Oh, okay. So uh, keep keep the, uh, the the bite below their heart and uh, just as fast as you can go get get someplace. I knew I knew that cutting it all that stuff was was uh, uh, bogus, but I thought perhaps a tourniquet, but I don't know. You know, you, you can open yeah. a tourniquet. They don't even recommend tourniquets on people hardly anymore. 
Exactly. And what the problem is with the tourniquet is that, you know, it, while it may keep that venom in that area, it actually can enhance the tissue effects of the venom in that particular area. So it can make it much worse. Um, so that's really why we don't want to do that. And, you know, there is a, you know, rattlesnake vaccine out there, um, for pets that are maybe in higher, uh, risk, uh, lifestyles and areas. It's, you know, the, it's still out there a little bit in the veterinary community, whether or not it truly helps, um, the survival after snake bite, um, because we do occasionally see pets that have had the rattlesnake vaccine that still don't always make it from a rattlesnake bite. So um, it, it's definitely not 100%, um, but that might be even one thing to consider if, uh, you know, if your doggy is in those kind of high-risk areas and you want to do what you can to try to help them out. Is there a, uh, uh, some sort of a timetable that you could give me, you know, I mean? Like how fast to get to the vet? How fast to get Yesterday. As, fast as, you, as fast as you can. We know that use of the anti-venin um, that we use to help counter the reaction to snake bites, that ideally ought to be um, administered within four hours. But truly, within the first 30 minutes to an hour is really, we're talking get to the vet as quickly as you can. Um, so we don't really want to even put a timeline on it. It is that imperative to speed counts. <laughs> but don't tell the trooper I said that. <laughs> Thanks, Randy, for your call. Good question. We don't, uh, we don't often hear people preparing or being preventative in their care for their animals. They usually call when something's already happened. And so it's good to know ahead of time if your animal gets bit by a snake. Now you're out there in the desert, so you probably have all these scorpions and snakes and all that stuff. You probably see that a lot at your practice in Las Vegas. Yeah, we sure do. Um, scorpions. Gosh, I just killed one the other day in our house. Well, I didn't. You know, someone, oh, my husband did. But husband. It, it, it was big, ugly, and very scary looking. You know, if you get those things moving with their tail gets going rattling back and forth, it's it's pretty frightening. It makes my hair go up on my, my body. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for Joey Villani. Yep, they're the, they're the violin player. They're ready. Joey Volani, the dog father on Animal Radio, exclusively. We're so damn proud of it. You know, you can cut them, cut the, cut the violins, guys. Come on, come on enough. Anyway, it's, it's. I had a, I had a, um, a rescue um person call me because I, I, there's so many kitties um that are in the wild that are being rescued and, and they are usually covered in fleas um and usually having kittens as well. So usually the kittens have fleas. So what they asked me was, um, you know, what do I find that's safe to use on these newborns? Um, basically, you know, some of them don't even have their eyes open yet and they're loaded with fleas. And I'm going to be really honest. This is a tough, this is a tough question for me. There's a lot of things out there and a lot of things that claim to be safe. Um, and the manufacturers say they are and all, but my viewpoint is this. If it's killing parasites on your pet, it cannot be all that safe, especially on these 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 um you know younger pets or even the older ones. So this is my advice. My advice is this: go out and get yourself a really good flea comb, okay? And on the on the kittens, they're not going to have all that much coat, so you're going to be able to go through that coat or fur if it's a cat, and you're going to be able to comb those fleas out. Now it takes a little bit of time, okay? Because until you get used to using a flea comb, it's sometimes it's hard to trap them in there, and you take them out, and you can. What I would do is I would put a um. 
probably a little jar of or or container of alcohol, and then I would drop the fleas in as they come off of the cat, and, and they'll eventually die. Problem is, we is we have to take care of the environment. Now, our adult cat that's um that's with them, that's probably nursing them. You know, I would um use a, a traditional flea treatment that's safe for cats, or maybe some frontline or something that's safe, in order to take care of the environment. But the kittens themselves. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of things. Dawn disc detergent, does it work? Yeah, it absolutely works great. How safe it is for your, um, you know, for, for your newborn kitty, I don't know. And it's not something I'm willing to recommend. But I know a flea comb is very safe, and I know that you can get them off of the cat. The one thing that you have to remember, fleas, are, they're smart. They want to stay alive. So they're going to sometimes go into the ear canal. Um, they'll go in the nasal passage. I've seen this on, on dogs um, to get away. So sometimes you got to, you know, go over it once, twice, maybe three times, wait a day, go back over it. It's something that takes a little bit of time, but eventually you should be able to get them off as long as you take care of the environment. And not only the cats, that's the bedding, that's the carpet, that's anywhere that they can hide um, that they're, you know, they're going to um, try to get away from. But your kitties alone, be careful. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Deb, when can you start using chemicals on your cat? It, it depends on the products, but uh, some of them are labeled for kittens uh, six uh, weeks and older. Um, but you do have to check with the different products because some will have the label for more like eight or 12 weeks as well. Yeah, and uh, for heaven's sake, don't split your uh, dose, adult dose up. In, exactly. In, yeah, that's like where you see a well, lot. Well, you know, that's a big problem. What ends up happening is is they think if I make it a little bit stronger, it's going to work better. And the only thing you're doing is you're using more amount of chemicals on your pet's coat that um, could make it a lot worse. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. When you travel to New York, L.A., Chicago, and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kempton Hotels, where pets of any size are always free. Until then, enter your pet in Kempton's 4th Annual Pet Photo Contest by November 30th to win fantastic prizes like a three-night getaway to any Kempton hotel, plus airfare for two on JetBlue. Enter at KemptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag Kempton Pet Contest 2014. Sit, stay, and play at Kempton Hotels. For all of you who love to give thoughtful holiday cards that are a true reflection of you. For all of you who love the holiday cards you send to make it to the mantles and refrigerators of your loved ones. For all of you who are inspired to create your own holiday cards and just need the simple tools to bring your holiday vision to life. For all of you, there's Vistaprint. At Vistaprint.com, making your own unique holiday cards is simple and easy. There are hundreds of designs to choose from. You can include your own message, even upload your own photos from Facebook. And right now, they're 50% off. Plus, right now, you can also get up to 50% off one-of-a-kind gifts like personalized mugs and phone cases, calendars, canvas prints, and more. And because it's Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. But hurry, this holiday offer ends soon. To get 50% off personal holiday cards and up to 50% off personalized holiday gifts, go to vistaprint.com, click the mic in the upper right corner and enter code 1040. That's vistaprint.com, code 1040. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and 
delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. The Movie Man six-second review starts now. Interstellar is a hell of a ride, but not a lot of fun in it. Three hours, it feels like you've been to space and back. I'm out. The wait is over. Frank and Lloyd are back and dumber than ever. Dumb and Dumber 2 now playing. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Well, the holidays, they are here, and that means a lot of people will be flying, many with their pets, and that can be risky. The number of pets dying, getting hurt, or getting lost during commercial air travel has gone up over the past several years. So far, the Department of Transportation says 61 animals have died or been hurt this year. Most were in cargo and not flying in the plane's cabin. Airline pressure can impact certain flat-nosed breeds a lot more, causing respiratory issues. Those breeds are dogs like boxers, pugs, pit bulls, Chinese pugs, peaks, and bulldogs. Burmese and Himalayan and Persian cats are also on that list. Now, it is important to fly your pets in the cabin whenever possible, and you're recommended to call the airlines at least 10 days ahead of your trip, find out if a health certificate is needed or if there are any requirements regarding carriers. More than half the people in the nation have at least one pet, and they think of their pet as a joy and not a hassle. I do, at least. Those are the results from a new Rasmussen Reports National Telephone Survey. Nearly 58% of American adults have a pet, up just a little bit from a year ago, and here's the breakdown. 49% of a dog, 23% of a cat, 24% have more than one kind of pet, only 3% have a fish, bird, or some other kind of animal. And an overwhelming majority of pet guardians, 92%, in fact, say they talk to their pets. You bet. And here's another story to prove you never, never give up on a lost pet. A couple in Atlanta had their little Shih Tzu, Jordan. They've got him back now, eight years after they last saw him. The last time Mike Nuana saw that dog, Jordan, he was just a little puppy, and he is darn sure that somebody snatched Jordan right out of their backyard because suddenly he was gone. They did everything to find him, no luck, till a couple of weeks ago, that's when the Fulton County Animal Services office called to say Jordan had been turned in as a stray. And luckily, Jordan, yep, he was microchipped, and that was the key to getting him home. Get your pets microchipped. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two. I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three. When buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four. I value both form and function. And five. I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch Kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. 
It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. This week on Geico's Stuff Found in Your Car, we look inside your rear door pocket. Oh, hey. Yeah, me, the almond. Possibly one of the healthiest snacks, just rolling around in the crumbs of inferior foods. You were too busy to save me, but are you too busy to switch your car insurance to GEICO where you could save hundreds of dollars in just 15 minutes? Probably not. Saving money with GEICO is awesome. Almonds, on the other hand, are just a superfood. No big deal. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com today. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Last hour, we learned that Discovery Channels is going to be serving up one of their TV hosts to an anaconda. I suspect there will be a lot of viewers for that, but I, I suspect it will be nothing like the dog show and my tradition every Thanksgiving, where That's over 20 sure. million viewers check out David Fry and John O'Hurley. But they're there not for those guys. They're there for the animals. There's over, uh, I believe, 180 breeds and 1,500 animals, dogs wow. that uh, that are out there. We have John O'Hurley. This is his ninth time, ninth year in a row that he's visited with us just before Thanksgiving. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Yes, I heard about this anaconda thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very competitive host, and so we're going to be back combing a sh- old English sheepdog uh, on the same day. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they're known for the danger they represent. They they sure do. You know what I love about you, too, is that, uh, talking about David Fry and you, is David's, uh, well, you're the brawn. He's, he's no, you're the beauty, you're the brawn. No, he's... I'm the style, he's the substance. There you go. <laughs> I'm the chips, he's the meal. Now, uh, yeah, I can't even pronounce half of the breeds that he's always talking about. Or do you find yourself having trouble with uh, with all well, these names? Well, you know, I, they, they really pulled a fast one on me when they had the Mexican um, um, uh, hairless there, the uh, Cholo Ex Quintly, there it is. Yeah. Um, um, and that was, uh, I think it was four years ago we introduced that breed, and I was there in my mirror shaving every morning going, Cholo Ex Quintly, Cholo Ex Quintly. Because, you know, you got you only get one chance to say that right. Well, last and chances year, are that yeah. you're going to get it wrong. But, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to be sitting uh, next to David there. There's not a more knowledgeable, more loving man in the world of dogs than David. Do you have pets at home? I have uh, a Cavalier King Charles. Yes, uh, I remember. And uh, that's Sadie. And Lucy is a little Havanese. Is Lucy new? Uh, no, Lucy is, uh, no, the, we, we got them the same time. Okay. Uh, the, we had two dogs prior to that that both uh, passed on at similar times, and so we got, uh, we, uh, we had a new administration there come in, and, uh, they, they, they were about, uh, they're both of, uh, late six, I think they're six years old now, both of them. What made you pick those breeds? Well, you know, I go back to my experiences with the dog show. It's everything I know about dogs, I really kind of learned from David Fry and my experiences at the National Dog Show, from the breeders on down to uh, to walking up and down the aisles and, uh, and 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 being exposed to so many different breeds. And of course, that's the joy of it uh, as the host and and even as the viewer. And this is one of the joys of the show is that being there and being a bent show, you get to walk up and down and you see the all two thousand dogs that we have there, one hundred and ninety different breeds. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. So you learn a lot in a 
short amount of time. That's what everyone should do. Everyone should learn something about a breed before they select it. Yeah, it's very that's that's very very well said. You know, we always believe, and one of the things that I've learned over this period of time now, this is our thirteenth year on the on NBC. Um, is that there really is something to responsible responsible pet ownership? Know what you're doing. Dogs are not trials. You don't you know you don't say oh let's see if it would be nice to have a dog you know and then unfortunately our our, um, our shelter our rescue shelters are, are populated with too many dogs that were trials. Yeah, we see this just right across the street from the studio. Somebody who just got a dog probably because it it looked like cute a cute dog to yeah. them. And then it grows up and it loses that cuteness like we all do. And it's banned to the backyard, a, a yeah. high-energy dog that's exactly, in a small Exactly, yeah. If you, do a little, and if you do a little bit of homework, you realize that some of these dogs, that, that you know, they, they look like great little puppies and they're just mm-hmm. as cute as can be and they catch it. You know, they, they, that cute factor is not really, you know, it, I, I, I go back to always... Marry your best friend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. Yes, it's a relationship. It really is. And uh, it's and, and, and hopefully will be a long-term relationship. And you really have to put the same amount of work into it that you would with, uh, with a human being. Mm. Now, what we'll see on Thanksgiving, that's just a fraction of what actually goes on there at the at Well, the it show. is, yeah. You don't, we don't have a chance uh, to show you the, the breed competitions. Uh, we show you the group uh, competitions, and then we show the best in show. Uh, and because of the limited time that we have, we're never able to show all the dogs that are in the group competitions. Uh, but we do have – you're able to see all of them online. So we have kind of an interactive um, relationship with our online uh, uh, version of the show as well. So that's nice. It gets, you get the whole show in it. Their dogs or, that you're particularly interested in, uh, it gives you more information than you'd be able to get at any other show on, tel- on uh, any other dog show, uh, because you'd be able to watch them. And uh, Wayne Ferguson is able to, you know, comment about them and each breed. So it's a, it's a very, um, very educational, interactive experience. Well, I think you need to tell them next year to expand it to four hours so we can see more of that. Four hours, you know, you'd, yeah. be, <laughs> you'd have guys throwing them. There are guys that want to watch their football. They say, "All right, oh. I'm going to watch. I'm going to give you two hours of dog so I can watch my four hours of football." Screen and screen uh, that's is not what that's, that's what but that's for. Here's yeah. the interesting thing. Do you know that this is one of the number one events that ABC, or excuse me, NBC does um, all year long? Yeah, twenty-five million. With, with if you consider the reruns that they add, and twenty-five million people watch the show over that span of of the uh, of, of uh, Thursday and then the rerun on. on Friday or Saturday night when they choose to air it. But that's pretty phenomenal when you think about how much we love our animals enough to stop dead in our tracks with the uh, remote and and watch a two-hour dog show. Well, you know, I'll sit and I'll watch dog TV for hours, but, you know, I'm not the brightest. (laughs) (laughs) But you figure, you know, it gets gets a, a viewership that wouldn't normally be attracted to dogs. So it's been, NBC's done a great service to the dog community in terms of uh, being able to alert people. And while we're there over the two hours, we're able to talk about therapy dogs. We're able to talk about um, the service dogs. We're able to talk about, uh, pet, again, responsible pet ownership and uh, all the other things that Purina has uh, in, in terms of their educational um, uh, programs. Well, you know, it's so popular that Fox even jumped into the fray this year. Yes, yes, of course. And I like it how they what they've done is they've moved it so that it's not going it's not going to compete. Yeah, not on, yep. at the same time. But yep. it does show it for all us dog lovers and animal lovers Thanksgiving continues to be especially if we don't like the football. If you like the football again, that's what screen and screen is all about. So this year you have the Cotan uh, de Kingifi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and what a beautiful dog, too. It, it, it would remind you a great deal of what we have at home, the Havanese. It's very similar oh, really? to the breed. Yeah, very, very similar. These are 
and, and, and I want people to kind of watch this dog if they're looking for a fabulous family dog because this is one of those breeds like the Havanese that are absolutely that they are they're, they're not hypoallergenic they don't shed uh very they're they're uh, they're dogs that adapt to their surroundings they're like little clowns aren't they if you they are but if you need them to be active they'll be active if you need them to be just companions they'll sit by your side they kind of in the same way that the havanese do they respond really to their environment to the energy of their of their companions and john i want to hear you say what breed that is the, I, I don't have it in front of me because okay. uh, yeah, it's the Cholo X Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually sounds like something at the Taco Bell if you drive through the yeah, I'll take on the two menu. of those to go. <laughs> and then, of course, the wired here, Vizla. Vizla? Vizla? Vizla. will be joining the uh, AKC ranks yeah, this year. Beautiful coat, too. The color on this is really pretty. I've. Uh, I've seen a few of them. I always love visiting with you. Anything new on the horizon? You had some books that you... Uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you a funny thing that happened yes. this year. Talk about an email that changes your life on Uh-oh. a Monday morning. I, um, I, I wrote a children's book uh, last uh, year that was called The Perfect Dog. Yes. And it was about the idea that uh, the dog that is perfect is the one next to you. And it did really well, and we came out, and it was, uh, for a while, was the, one of the top books uh, on Amazon there. And I had optioned it off without thinking um, to be a, a musical. They were going to write a musical around it. A and I musical? forgot about it. I didn't even, well, lo and behold, about two months ago, I get an email on a Monday morning, here is the script and here is the music for you to approve. And it was absolutely breathtaking. It is one of the most tenderest. It is the tenderest and dearest little musical I have ever seen. It is a, uh, it's meant for theater for young audiences, so it's meant for kids. It is beautiful music, so I think this is going to be a wonderful uh, kind of uh, little little piece of magic that started just a couple of years ago because of a, of a little Dr. Seuss poem. Oh, wow. How fun awesome. is that? That sounds yes. great. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. We look forward to our 10th visit next year. Yes, indeed. John O'Hurley joining us. Check him out. It is on NBC on, uh, it's right after the Macy's Parade. Yep. Yes. 12 to 2 everywhere, right? We just, we're seamless with the parade. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the show. Hey, good day. What's going on? Hey, I'm from Ohio with a truck lab. Her name is Dolly. She is chewing on her pads on the bottom of her feet right now. Her two front paws. And she's just cracking them open. And she's cracking them open? Yes. Okay. Well, um, if this is something where it just happened all of a sudden, the first thing I look at is if there's been some recent activity that's kind of gone over the edge. Some dogs will just a little bit, especially labs, they'll be a little bit anxious and overdo it when it comes to activities like retrieving, running. So if there's been some physical injury where she sustained that, then um, we look at bandaging and getting her off her feet and some R&R for a while. Now, there are certainly dogs that will get some cracked pads and for various different reasons some of them can be some um, metabolic problems inside the body Um, and other times it's just a matter of some dry skin or what we call hyperkeratosis so um, it really would be something I would advise to have a vet get their eyeballs on just so that we can make that distinction because there are definitely some really freaky looking foot pads in older dogs where the the foot pad actually grows off to the side it gets all kind of bristly looking and it can have all 
these fissures and cracks in it. And by itself, that isn't usually a problem. Um, so if the fact that she's bothering it, and especially if we see any oozing or bleeding, then you know this is something we really need to get a look at. And with an older girl of 13, some of those metabolic problems kind of come to the surface, and we might want to you know evaluate that a bit further. Okay, I was just wondering, this is all of a sudden, I'm a truck driver, and she's in a truck all the time, so it, it causes a problem because she's walking on asphalt all the time, and that's hot sometimes because of the, the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this if, this would be something where um, you know it sounds silly, and Hal will probably laugh at me, but there are <laughs> there are dog booties and dog socks that have little bits of skid pads on the bottom. So you know if it is a matter of you know, her feet are sensitive, and we're not able to get to a vet to do bandaging, some of those little socks and um, the booties it takes a little time to get them used to that and acclimated to that. But that might be a protective device that you could use, especially when you're on the road, to just keep those feet from really getting irritated. Um, and yes, I would put those on boss. I think that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with I that. I think Anything those are protect cute. Our babies. I think they're cute. I actually do think they're cute. It's when you start putting on the dresses with the frills that I get a little perturbed. Uh, but I, the booties are great. And I know that Ladybug actually has little booties cute. <laughs> Ron, I hope that helps you out, buddy. That helps a lot. Thank you very much. 1-866-405-8405. By the way, we do follow-ups. I don't think there's any other radio show that does follow-ups. If you, if you have issues still, our solution doesn't help you. Feel free. It's free of charge. <laughs> it really is. 1-866-405-8405. What is it? A full moon? Oh, it is? Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. After a long day of chasing that frisbee, there's nothing better than wrapping your paws around a cold bottle of dog beer. That's what Terry Berendin, a pet shop owner in Holland, thought, so she created a beer for her wine moraners. Berendin consigned a local brewery to bottle her non-alcoholic dog beer and named it Quitzbel Beer. Quitzbel Beer is a Dutch word for wagging a tail. The beer is made from beef extract and malt, and although it's fit for human consumption, she's marketing the beer for dogs who need a break from uh, taking naps and wagging their tails and eating and playing with dog toys. And I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. This week, for Thanksgiving, over at the Facebook page, we actually have a special Thanksgiving contest going on and up for grabs. This week, we actually have a couple. It's a double whammy for you. What do we have? We have Swipe It's. And you're going to ask, what is a swipe? What is a swipe? It a swipe it is a glove. You put it on your hand, and then you rub it over your pet, and it creates like a electrostatic charge, and it'll just grab all the pet hair, so you can just pull it off and throw it away. Wow. You can do it over your pet. You can do it on furniture, on their bed, on your clothing, and then the mach- the gloves. You can just throw them in the washing machine, and they're washable, and they start all over again. Have you ever seen those, Joey? No, I never did. It sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to get you all of those. They are pretty cool. Swipe it. And then what Swipe else do it. we have? Then we have Everpup. And you're going to ask, what is Everpup? Everpup is... Wait, wait, wait. What is Everpup? Okay. 
Everpup is the ultimate daily dog supplement. It contains all these vitamins and nutriments and glucosamine and everything you need, potassium, and you just take a little bit, you sprinkle it over your dog's food every day, and they love it. And I have to say, Ladybug is extremely finicky, and she, she loves it. loved it when I sprinkled it over her food. My dogs love it. Yeah. It's great. They, they, I mean, you know, it's it, it's one of those things where you sprinkle on a dog's food and you wonder, are they going to eat the food or not? And, yeah. And, and they actually, I think it enhanced um, the, flavor. the flavors of, of, of actually the um, food. Oh, it, it got even my cats were trying to get my dog's food. If you would like to pick up on this, you can head on over to our Facebook page this week. And in fact, not only are we giving it away for the Thanksgiving contest, but I believe, rumor has it, you can get a free trial over there. And there's a link for it. So you want to check that out. Uh, at our Facebook page. Uh, this is uh, an interesting little story. I know a lot of us are allergic to our animals. I'm allergic to my cats, but I will... doesn't matter to me. I love them so much. Love them dearly. My mom was really allergic to animals. She would have a, a shot. She'd get a shot wow. in the tuchus every month to... I don't know. I don't know what... The, I don't even know what it was about. Maybe that wasn't even for the allergies. Maybe that was just... <laughs> Okay, how are you getting off? I am a bit off track. What I wanted to tell you about was Adam. He's a dog that's at Lucky Dog Retreat Rescue in Indianapolis. He is apparently allergic to humans. What? Yeah, following a blood test to determine why he remained so sickly despite therapies, a doctor reported that Adam is allergic to human dander and that a special <laughs> serum was being prepared. Wow. It's not unusual. Really? It's actually, no? It's on every of the allergy panels that I run. When I run them, we actually have human dander as one of the allergens. Now, this isn't something that a bald person can get away with because they still have dander, correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you still have epithelial, so it's, it's not all about just yeah. hair. So. Wait, what is, what's it called? Ep- ep- I said epithelials. Ep- That's kind of like CSI, epithelials. epithelials. <laughs> hi, Sylvia. How are you? Um, hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Where are you today? I'm in Houston, Texas. Beautiful Houston, how can we help you? I guess I have a, a question for Dr. Debbie. I have a girlfriend's cockatoo, and uh, she's been chewing on her tail, on her, well, her tail feathers and her wing feathers. And is she pulling any feathers out, or is she just chewing on them? She's just chewing them. The feathers are not co- not, not coming out. Okay. And do the feathers look normal? Um, are they growing feathers or what we call the immature feathers, or are they already fully uh, fully developed? They're fully developed. They, they were fully developed in about, uh, you know, I think she started about a month ago. Um, okay. And I noticed that, you know, she was, I thought she was preening, and then, um, you know, I noticed that her feathers looked a little, you know, different, a little ruffled and um, just not normal, but she's been... She continues to do that. I don't know if it's um, an efficiency or if it's the time of the mm-hmm. year when they, uh, you know, that they're. I don't know if they're molting. Um, yeah, well, and birds definitely will molt throughout the year, and that that process takes weeks, sometimes months, as they get new feathers that replace the old ones. So, and that's a continual cycle. So we should never, you know, really have a bald bird um, because as those old ones fall out, the new ones will be growing in. Now, I'd have to say, Sylvia, that you've just raised one of the most daunting questions in all of avian veterinary medicine, because feather picking and feather-related problems in birds are the most frustrating uh, one that we deal with. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, because it is a multifactorial problem. And you ask, you know, could this be something nutritional? Could it be behavioral or medical? And the answer is yes, all of the above. 
And that's what makes it so challenging is that sometimes it can be something medical, such as an infection, allergies, mites. Sometimes it can be something like a nutritional shortcoming. Um, it can also be behavioral in that, um, you know, cage birds, they're beautiful, but out in the wild, they do a lot of bird things. And that is that that occupies their time and their mind. And in a caged indoor setting, we kind of make it simple. We put this little thing of food in front of them and we we talk to them we play with them but we've eliminated a good part of their day that's spent being a bird and doing what we call foraging so some of these things are very uh, i would never say easy but some of them can be straightforward the first thing i would recommend is you do need to find a good avian veterinarian in your area that's comfortable with things because there's some basic tests that we would start with um, some of them are related to the feather themselves, where we look at the feather under a microscope, take samples from the skin, and even do lab work. So all of that being said, there's an extensive history we go through if we're trying to help figure out if there's a behavioral-related problem. But some simple things that I would say is one thing that you can do is to try to make enhance your bird's um, uh, environment, and that can also help to decrease boredom and some of the feather-picking-related behaviors. So I know that's not a lot of an answer, but uh, it's the honest truth. Yes, I was already thinking about, you know, uh, taking her, taking her to, a, to a veterinarian, So, but I just wanted to, to just get some input from you. Sure, yeah. And I'd say that, you know, um, depending on diet-wise, as far as if she's on seed or pellet or uh, home-cooked foods, you know, there's a lot we can get into that I probably can't cover all of the, the time limits where Hal gives me that, that look, where he gives me the thumb, you know, like, come on, speed it up, get off the phone. <laughs> but uh, there's definitely a lot of opportunity we can help your bird, um, uh, but I'd say let's get you in the right channels and uh, see if we can help your baby. Thanks for your call, Sylvia. It just flew by today once again. Don't forget to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and Blackberry. You can listen all week long and ask your questions. It's a free download. And check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog best friend. Blinks over at the uh, website at animalradio.com. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.